This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. So we're going to talk about debt forgiveness with personal bankruptcy. And this is a real step-by-step process. It's a chance to understand the personal bankruptcy process from start to the finish. No doubt personal bankruptcy can offer welcome relief for anyone struggling with to uh, manageable overwhelming debt. And Sands and Associates licensed insolvency trustee Blair Manton is going to explain how personal bankruptcy works in this province, which can be different from other provinces. And he's going to take us through the general steps in this very, very powerful legal process. So Blair, can you start with explaining how debt forgiveness works in a personal bankruptcy? Oh, certainly, Elaine. I'm really pleased to be discussing this today because, as with many things, when you find yourself in debt, it's really hard to, you know, just cut through all of the the clutter that's out there and really understand, well, what are the rules, what are the regulations, and how do you actually implement a solution? So what personal bankruptcy is, it's a legal solution. It allows an individual to have their debts forgiven. So most people generally understand that. You file for bankruptcy because you have too much debt, and at the end of the bankruptcy, ideally, all of that debt is gone, and you get to start again. So what happens when you declare bankruptcy, you get immediate debt relief. So it means nobody can call you, harass you, take you to court, or continue to get any payments from you. And then you work through the process with your trustee to receive an official discharge, which is essentially when the debts get released from you. And once you're discharged from bankruptcy, all those debts that were frozen the day that you started the bankruptcy, they are gone. They're eliminated once and all, full and final um, reduction. Um, If you're struggling to make your payments and you find that other options aren't suitable, Uh, bankruptcy could be the best option to help you move forward. Bankruptcy is never your first option. It's never the one you start with, um, but it is absolutely a great last resort for individuals when they've tried things that just haven't worked. And, you know, there are advantages to going through a bankruptcy. So a lot of people just see, you know, the stigma and the idea that, well, I've never seen myself going bankrupt. I don't even want to explore that idea. Um, But some of the advantages here, they really do merit some consideration. So if you file for bankruptcy, well, first off, you get virtually all of your debt that's wiped out. And a lot of people are surprised to know how wide-ranging that is. So you can get rid of credit cards, taxes, amounts owing to the government for student loans or to private lenders for student loans, all of that. Um, even things like CERB overpayments, so all of those pandemic benefits that went out that the government is now asking for some of those back. We can help with that. Um, lines of credit, payday loans, it's just about every debt that you're facing. Um, even if you had a business that unfortunately you had to shut down and now you're being held accountable for some business-related debt, um, that can be dealt with in a personal bankruptcy. So one of the big advantages is you get rid of your debt. Um, another advantage, and this is sometimes surprising to people, is that you get protection for you and for your assets because creditors are not able to ask you for payments. They're not able to continue charging interest or other fees. And if they were about to take you to court, start to seize your wages, or even if that already has started to happen, bankruptcy brings all of those proceedings to a grinding halt instantly upon filing all of those things that are being done against you have to stop. 
Um, and, you know, the last point here, so you get rid of the debt, you get protection. Uh, the last point is that you really get an improvement to your household budget because, in general, filing for bankruptcy is going to cost you a whole lot less than typically what you've been paying on the debts. And most of the time, bankruptcy is over in as little as nine months from the day that you sign the document. So it's not the six, seven, or ten years you may have heard about. It's from the majority of people, it's over in nine months. Okay. So what do you have to have in place to be eligible to be able to declare personal bankruptcy? Yeah, the, the first step is, I like to think the most important one, is just to make sure you're getting the right advice from the right professional. So what you have to do is you have to connect with a like, licensed insolvency trustee. Um, and you may have seen, you know, if you're watching U.S. TV, there's bankruptcy attorneys, bankruptcy lawyers, a bunch of people out there that could help with the bankruptcy. Well, that's not a thing in Canada. In Canada, it's only a licensed insolvency trustee can help you with a bankruptcy filing. And if you deal with Sands and Associates, uh, we serve residents all across B.C. Um, all of our services are available in person or virtually. The vast majority of clients these days, even post-COVID, are choosing to meet us electronically via Zoom, Teams, um, whichever it is, um, and they're even signing documents online as well. So everything that you need to do to release, to release your debt, you don't need to drive um, you know, across town even to do it. You can generally do things virtually. And what's important to know, too, is you don't need any sort of referral to be connected to a licensed insolvency trustee. Um, you can phone us up at any point. You can go online to the website um, and you get free confidential consultation. There's no fee. There's no one that needs to refer that, yes, you can see the specialist. You can come and see the debt specialist, which is the licensed insolvency trustee at any time. Got it. So uh, before we go through the steps, um, I just want to remind the listener that if you already know uh, that the next step is to take some action, uh, whether it be going on the website, sans-trustee.com, or calling them and setting up an appointment to talk further about it, uh, it's very easy to do. I'm going to give you the phone number. It's 1-800-661-3030. And as Blair mentioned, uh, there are offices all over British Columbia. Okay, so can we go through some of the steps? And I know there's three very specific ones that you've outlined. Um, what's the first one that people need to think about? Yeah, the first one is the one <clears throat> that generally people really languish about first, and they suffer for far too long. So if we can shorten this amount of suffering, I'd be really happy. It's reaching out for help. So from our research, we found only 5% of people reach out for help right away when they know they have a debt problem, which means 95% of people suffer for far too long, in my, in my opinion. So the first step is to have your free confidential debt consultation. And what will happen when you connect with them and associates, you're going to meet with a non-judgmental debt help expert who going to talk about your situation. So we're going to discuss about your objectives, your issues that you want to resolve, uh, what are your debts, what's your household income, um, who lives at home, what are their requirements, and any other details relevant to your circumstances. What's great when you meet with a licensed insolvency trustee, and this is built into our code of ethics and standards of professional practice, is we discuss all of your options with you. So we'll review things like, hey, a do-it-yourself strategy. If it's a small problem, we think you can you know, get out of it with some budgeting and maybe uh, a different approach. We're going to tell you about that. We're going to look at all options, legal, um, informal, borrowing, non-borrowing. And what's interesting, too, is a lot of people, when they come in to make that trustee, uh, to attend that trustee consultation, they've delayed so long because they think, you know, when you see a trustee, the only thing they're going to be able to offer you is a bankruptcy, and they've been doing whatever they can to avoid that. And it's really interesting, the number of people that come in, and when we can explain to them all of their options, you know, there's definitely about 15 or 20 percent of people that do require a bankruptcy, and we're happy to help with. But for a lot 
lot of folks, the vast majority of people these days, we're able to help them with great options like a consumer proposal. So reaching out to a trustee, you start to open that door to access all of the options that are available to you, and you get to do so with a qualified, empathetic professional who's going to be at no charge to you during that consultation. Okay, so let's say we've sat down and we've discussed my situation completely and it looks like, yeah, bankruptcy is the uh, process or the best one that's available to me. Uh, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so generally there's three steps. So the first is you've come in for that consultation or done it online virtually. The second step um, is that you start to complete an application form and you start to send us some information so we can prepare the legal documents for you to file. So if you decide to move ahead with the bankruptcy, we've got to prepare a number of documents and it's all based on the information that you give us. So we've got an information form. It's an online web-based form. It's secure. You can upload documents directly to it. And it's all the common sense documents you would think someone would need to help you with your debt. So we need information about who you owe money to and how much. We need to understand your assets, what you own, what their values are, so we can get a sense of your net worth. Uh, We need to look at the monthly budget of the household, and then also just confirm that everything is is up to date with taxes. So all pretty straightforward, common sense pieces of information that we would need. And then generally, once you've started to complete that application form and provided your information, we'll meet for a second time to review everything, to say, yep, we asked you for these items. We've got these in. It looks like we got one notice of assessment. We just need another year for that, if that's the specific case. But you don't need to worry if paperwork is not your strong suit. Uh, Our approach is to work collaboratively with you. So every client that we work with, they start off with either a trustee or an estate manager, but they're always supported by a role that we've called a client support specialist, who is your person who's going to be able to help you, you know, get documents PDF'd or converted or, um, you know, do whatever it takes to get the information into us uh, in the manner that's going to work for you and be straightforward. So after we've got all the information and have that great second meeting to review, um, then we're ready for step three. And that is? Signing your bankruptcy documents and taking the first step to a financial fresh start. So what happens once we've prepared those documents, and it doesn't take long, once we have uh, the complete information that we need, if it's an urgent situation, we can have the documents ready inside of 24 hours. Sometimes we can even go from initial consultation. If everyone has all their information ready to go and their wages are being taken, you know, two days from now, we'll file a bankruptcy the next day to make sure that that can stop. So you'll sit down or meet virtually with us to review all of the documents, and then as soon as you've signed the documents, we register the bankruptcy electronically, which means it's immediately effective uh, with a, in, a portion of Industry Canada called the Office of the Superintendent of Bankruptcy. They oversee all the trustees, every filing in Canada, and they make sure that everything is done according to, to plan, according to legislation, everyone gets the right outcome. So once the three meetings are done, your bankruptcy is signed, it's filed, it's official, and you get the immediate debt relief provisions. Um, I think it's really important for, for folks to know, and I hope everyone that I, I deal with feels that, that they're in the driver's seat. So we never push people to say, well, let's get this thing signed tomorrow. We've got a target to make. No, it's all about if you need immediate help, we're here for you. Some people are on a journey where they want to explore a bunch of options, and it's going to take them some time to make that decision. That's okay. We're here every step of the way. Um, but again, we can work quickly. The average is usually about a couple of weeks from our first consultation to when the person is sitting down and ready to sign the document. Okay. So now that now that I've filed or now that those papers have all been filed, signed and filed, and you talked about this earlier too, that, that there's a lot of misconceptions about how long the whole bankruptcy takes or the process takes. Can we spend the last minute or so talking about that in this segment, Blair? 
Yeah, yeah, let's knock out some of these misconceptions because, you know, absolutely people think that bankruptcy is, you know, um, something that's going to define them for the rest of their lives and it's going to take forever to get through and they won't recover. All of that is completely false. So for 80% of people who choose to file a bankruptcy, it's over in nine months. So nine months from the day they've signed those documents to the day they're receiving what's called the certificate of discharge from the trustee, which means that all of their debts are legally discharged full and forever. They can never again come back. Um, for individuals who are not low income, so for someone who's, who's low income, bankruptcy runs for nine months. For someone who's not low income, they're asked to spend an extra year in bankruptcy. So it goes to 21 months. So the longest term it would be is 21 months. The vast majority of cases, it's as short as nine months, and it's nowhere near, again, the multiple years. Um, you know, an important thing for people to know, too, is that people recover from bankruptcy very quickly. So it's not uncommon for me to get calls from somebody who was two, two or three years ago, went through a bankruptcy proceeding, and now they're at the mortgage broker's office and they're getting approved, um, they're able to buy real estate, it can be as little as a two to three year recovery cycle after a bankruptcy. And I know in, in closing too, and, and just a few seconds left, it's, there's a great deal of counseling involved as this person, as a person goes through the process. That's such an important part. There's two in-depth financial counseling sessions. They're each about 45 minutes in length and they're all focused on making sure that you've got the right tools to succeed in the future financially. I really think it's important for folks to remember that. Also, uh, what's important for you to remember is the phone number if you want to get started, 1-800-661-3030, or visit the website, sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. We're going to talk about options for consumer debt relief really answer the question, what can I do if I need debt relief? You know, often people struggling to pay off debts and even manage monthly payments don't know where to go for help. And we get kind of get inundated with commercials about all kinds of things, but is that the best choice? But the cool thing is that Sands & Associates president and licensed insolvency trustee Blair Manton is going to talk about different strategies and resources that we as consumers have for debt relief. So Blair, can you start by telling us a bit about what a licensed insolvency trustee does and who you actually help? Yes, certainly. So a licensed insolvency trustee is the only, and I'll say that again, the only government regulated and endorsed debt help professional. So there's about a thousand licensed insolvency trustees in Canada, all of them subject to a very rigorous course of study, um, you know, ongoing professional development, regulations, all of those things. But what it means to consumers is if you're having trouble with a debt situation, a licensed insolvency trustee is your best ally, the most qualified person, uh, subject to regulations, the person that's going to give you the straight goods and what are your options, what's enshrined in Canadian law, what can you do on your own. So when you, see, when you sit down with a trustee, you get reliable, trustworthy advice. Um, and you know you're in the right place because we can explore all the options that are in Canadian law to assist you as well as be conversant on other options that are outside of what a trustee can help with, but we can still give you advice. And that's what we're going to talk on a little bit today, or what are all these options that are out there that may or may not include working with the trustee. Uh, what's important for people to realize in terms of who we help is, you know, we do help people that are in extremely difficult financial situations. You know, their wages are being taken, assets are being seized, you know, perhaps they're, they're really worried about even you know, paying rent next month, but that's not the majority of individuals. 
for the most part, it's people that have been dealing with a non-extreme debt problem, but that can be equally overwhelming and can often last for years. So what I mean by sometimes a non-extreme debt situation is not immediately that your wages are being taken, but when you look every month, you're not able to pay much more than the required minimum monthly payments on your credit cards. You may think that that's okay, but trust me, after a couple of years of not seeing your debts go down, you'll start to get pretty frustrated on that. Um, oftentimes, we see people that are making payments and then using their credit again, which keeps them in a cycle of debt dependence. Uh, sometimes we meet with people that have consolidated their debt, but that consolidation hasn't worked because they've had to incur uh, more debt on their cards they had consolidated, and now they're in a worse situation. Um, in general, trusting your gut makes a whole lot of sense. You know, if you're feeling stressed out, anxious, or overwhelmed by your debt or your financial situation, um, all of these types of factors are things that cause someone to reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee. Um, and the key thing is that very few people reach out at the first sign um, of danger or first sign of discomfort. Quite often, they wait and they suffer for a very long time. But the earlier you reach out for help, the more options, the better you're going to feel, the better that, that meeting is going to be when you do have it with a licensed insolvency trustee. So encourage people not to wait. Even if you think your situation is not that bad, you're paying just minimums each month. That's a huge warning sign if you're just paying minimums that you're really not going to advance yourself financially. Blair's got a great list of, uh, of options for debt relief coming up. But you know what? If you already know that you've been described in the beginning of this segment and you want to take some action and, and do something and, and know that Sands & Associates is your answer, I'm going to give you the website. It's sands-trustee.com. And the phone number is 1-800-661-3030. Okay, Blair, so let's talk about the options that are available for folks uh, really looking for some sort of debt relief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the most popular option that people usually start first with is to try to get a consolidation loan. So what we mean by getting a consolidation loan is when you combine all of your debts into one new loan, so you usually find a bank that's going to pay off all the other people you owe money to, and you're going to pay that new bank just one single payment each month. So what are the advantages? Well, now you've got one single interest rate where you might have had a bunch of debts that you were juggling at various different interest rates, and hopefully that interest rate is much lower. That's the idea of consolidating is you might take a bunch of credit cards that are 19 and 20 or 29% or even higher and maybe reduce it down to 12% or something along those lines. So consolidation can sound very good as an attractive um, option, but it's not without its challenges. Um, the biggest issue um, is qualifying for a consolidation loan because you can imagine that new bank that you're approaching to pay off all of your other debt, they're going to be wondering, well, if you couldn't pay off that debt with the, that you incurred with the current interest rates, what's to say that the new bank is going to get paid off even at a lower interest rate? So they generally have some pretty stringent criteria to qualify for a consolidation loan that has any sort of reasonable interest or repayment rate. Some people that I've seen, they said, oh yeah, I was able to go to an alternative lender to consolidate, and my interest rate is 47%. And oh. that makes no sense if you're consolidating debt at 29%. Uh, but sometimes the way that things are pitched to the individual, they didn't see all the charges. It's only when we examine the contract in detail. So make sure that if you do qualify for consolidation, it is at an appropriate rate and a reasonable term. Uh, but what you also need to be care of is sometimes the way the approval is positioned is, okay, you're approved, but there's just one little thing that we need to do. Oh, what's that? Well, we need to get a co-signer on here because we want to make sure that we're protected in case you don't pay. The amount of meetings I've had with individuals 
individuals who said they never understood the implications of what being a co-signer means. They didn't understand it's not 50-50 liability. It's considered joint and several liability, which means if you've gotten someone to co-sign your consolidation loan and you're unable to pay that consolidation loan, the new bank could approach your co-signer for 100% of the debt, even though it might have been positioned, oh, yeah, they're just signing as a co-signer. They're half responsible. No, they're fully responsible. So be very careful if you're being asked to get a co-signer to co-sign the loan. And also be careful if you're being asked to surrender assets. Sometimes um, you're being counseled to cash in RRSPs or something along those lines. Those could be protected assets that could never be touched. So make sure that you've gotten good advice. You can validate anything with a licensed insolvency trustee. But most of the situations that I've seen, people try to get a consolidation loan. um, And often the only way they can be approved is by doing a co-signer. And we generally recommend against it. You're just enlarging your financial problem and putting in another element of often emotional and rot family relationships, which just don't need to be a part of this. Got it. What about the credit counseling plans? Because we often see uh, uh, advertisements for those in all kinds of places. How do they work? And are they a good idea? You know, every option can be good even the right circumstances. The thing to know about credit counselor, uh, credit counseling plans is that in general, the best you'll be able to achieve um, is an elimination of ongoing interest on your debts. So in a lot of cases, that can sound great. Well, you know, I was paying 20% interest now, it's going to get it down to zero. Um, you know, and that can be good. So if your situation is such that you could pay off all your debt in full, but it's just the interest that is causing you a challenge, well, then a credit counseling plan can be a good alternative um, to consider. Um, but there can be some drawbacks as well. Um, So first off, a credit counseling plan isn't free. So even a not-for-profit organization is going to charge fees, and you want to make sure that those fees don't exceed the interest that you're actually saving. So make sure you do the math that, you know, you do get value for money on the fees. Um, You also need to be aware that because credit counseling is not legally sanctioned, this is just an informal arrangement between you and your creditors facilitated by, um, you know, a middle person like a credit counselor, um, they've got no ability to deal with a number of very important debts. So the government, for example, for student loans, taxes, serve over payments or anything like that, they will never deal with a credit counselor. So if you've got a bunch of debts, you know, a significant component of which might be to the government, a credit counseling plan might only solve part of your issue and might still leave you in a very tough financial situation. Um, and you need to be aware that there's a severe vacuum um, in terms of regulation of who can call themselves a credit counselor, what are they subject to, what is the dispute resolution, what's your recourse if something goes wrong. Uh, the answer is almost nothing if you're dealing with a credit counselor. There's very little uh, regulation that has any teeth in it, so you do need to be very careful that you're, if you do deal with a credit counselor, it's a reputable, established agency that you can trust. Okay. The last option uh, for folks is the debt settlement agreement. And it sounds, um, it, it sounds like it's very, uh, I, you know, not, I don't want to say special, but kind of very, very serious. Uh, but it's something that we've heard about before. There's a couple of them in there. And there's got to be a good advantage to using a debt settlement agreement. I mean, it just sounds like a better option than credit counseling plan or a consolidation plan. 
Yeah, again, depending on the circumstances, definitely three or four years ago, I saw a whole lot more debt settlement than I see these days. And what debt settlement is, um, is where you work with an agent uh, who's going to say, okay, you owe a creditor amount of money. What I want you to do is stop paying them anything. And I want you to start putting money into a savings account that we're going to set up together here. Um, And then what happens is after you've accumulated some money in that savings account, maybe it's been a year or two where you haven't been paying your debts, but you've been saving some money, the debt settlement agent will go to the people that you owe money to and say, okay, you haven't gotten money for about a year. Um, how about we give you some portion of the amount owing? You know, maybe it's 30, 50, 70 cents in the dollar. It definitely depends. Uh, if they're successful, then they facilitate an agreement where you've just paid off a portion of the debt. But what happens, and the people that I see in my office, is quite often people aren't successful with debt settlement. They find it very difficult to save money on an ongoing basis to have that lump sum to offer as a settlement. Um, and oftentimes when the creditors aren't getting paid, they just don't sit there on their hands for a year. They harass you. They threaten you. They often can take legal action. It can be to the point where your wages are being seized and you think you're working with an agent who's doing things on your behalf, but really nothing is happening. Um, And what's even more sometimes frustrating, too, is generally the fees payable are payable whether they are successful or not. So you may not get anything back from what you paid into the debt agent. So you've got to be very careful there. Um, so in general, it would be a very specific case where you know, you're either able to save a lump sum or maybe somebody has a lump sum of money available that they will give you to make a one-time offer to pay off your debt for cents on the dollar. But I've seen very few situations where it's a better option than a consumer proposal would be. Got it. See, I thought it was something that sounded, it sounded really good, but yeah, it seems like dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee and getting somebody like you or Sands and Associates to give a hand or to show some direction on what to do, that seems like it's the smartest thing to do. Like you, a licensed insolvency trustee, you have that ability and that power and that strength and the law behind you uh, to take the action that sounds like needs to be done more times than not. Yeah, you know, the thing that I'm most proud of, Elaine, is that, to me, a consumer proposal has all the benefits of every option that we've talked about. You're consolidating all the debt together. It's simple. It's with one payment. It's the zero interest, and it reduces the debt to the portion you can actually afford to pay, and it's all legally sanctioned and deals with all of your debts at once. So the challenge that we have is sometimes have people, if they sit down with a credit counselor, a credit counselor only makes money if they sell a credit counseling plan, so sometimes they won't even inform you of a consumer proposal or they'll demonize a trustee is someone you'd never want to go and see. So I just encourage everyone to overturn all the stones, sit down with a, a licensed insolvency trustee. We'll explain to you about credit counseling, about consolidation, but also give you the very straight guidance on what a consumer proposal could do for you, or if the situation is such that bankruptcy is the right option, we'll take you through that as well. Our objective is to help you have a financial recovery, whether that includes our solutions or not. We just want the best for each client. That sounds great. A debt help without judgment. It's really that simple, folks, connecting with somebody, an expert from Sands and Associates. So I'm going to give you the phone number again. It's 1-800-661-3030. Go to the website, sands-trustee.com. Book your free confidential consultation and get started with your debt-free plan. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. It's one of those things that we all have, or at least we know of. And in this segment on Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, we're going to talk about credit card debt and strategies to pay off your credit cards uh, and like what you can do to get a handle on credit card balances and pay off your credit card bill and all of that. 
so Blair is going to share some methods for paying down credit card debt and the professional resources available to you and me in order to do this. So there's lots of warning signs out there. What are you? What are your top warning signs, Blair, for for somebody when it comes to credit card debt? What are the things that we all should be aware of? Yeah, there's a number of them, Elaine. And, you know, first off, credit card debt is almost present on every single insolvency I, I've ever done. So it's just ubiquitous in the world of personal finance. Um, as you said, you know, most people either have a credit card or have used one or want one or so on and so forth. And a lot of the times, you know, we're being driven towards electronic payments. You know, if you're taking a flight, there's no cash anymore. You have to use a credit card typically. Uh, what's interesting from our perspective is that we know the majority of debt problems, they're kicked off or they're contributed to by things outside of a person's immediate control. So sometimes it's a job disruption, a marital breakdown, an illness. Um, these are some examples of challenges. And although just about any debt could turn into a problem, credit card debt in particular is often very difficult to manage well. As we survey our clients, credit card debt is five times more likely to be their primary uh, financial issue than the next highest type of debt. So it really is that dominant. And the challenge um, is that it's so easily accessible that if some, when someone hits uh, you know, a life event that can interrupt their finances, um, they often turn to a credit card to fill a gap. I ask listeners to consider, you know, if you faced a sudden drop of income, even for just two or three months, how would you pay your bills or your household costs? And, you know, the best answer is, well, I've got an emergency fund that I've set aside, but uh, probably a lot of people would say, well, I haven't been able to save that emergency fund. So what would happen is I would have to rely on credit. Um, and then what you would be doing then is be getting into a cycle of interest because the challenge with credit cards is it's very easy easily accessible financing, but it's also very expensive financing. So in typ typically, the warning signs that we see is if you're carrying a balance month to month on your credit card, just never goes away, you never pay it off. Uh, if you're using your credit card for cash advances, so not only is it very expensive financing with cash advances, the expense starts the moment that you withdraw the money, not the same as a purchase where you at least have a little bit of a grace period of a few weeks. Um, if you find that your balance keeps getting bigger, so every, every month, um, you know, there's higher balance even though you're making payments on it. Uh, if you're only making the minimum payment required or even just a little bit more than, um, if you're using payday loans or fast cash installment loans, those are huge warning signs uh, that you know, you're getting even, even into higher risk financing. Uh, and then finally, if you're generally feeling stressed about your credit card balances, if maybe you've stopped opening the mail or just glance at it quickly, you look at the minimum, you pay the minimum, and that's that, um, those are all pretty big warning signs that your credit card debt is starting to get out of control. And the longer it goes like this, the more money you're going to be required to pay in interest and the further you're going to be away from actually saving some money in a better financial situation. I, I got a little bit of um, relief when you said that it's for the credit card debt or credit, an issue with credit cards is often on everybody's list of things when they come to see you. So my message is you're not alone. You're not alone. If credit card debt is uh, worrying and, and stressful for you, you're not alone. Everybody's having to deal with it sometime or another. Um, and the best step, of course, is to, to take to get in touch with somebody from Sands and Associates and, and see how manageable it is or how out of control it is. And then be able to take those steps, uh, sooner rather than later. And I'll just mention the website. It's sands-trustee.com and the phone number. If you'd like to make that, um, 
you know, ask a few more questions, get an appointment and be able to sit down with somebody is 1-800-661-3030. I know you often talk about budgets are really important. Um, Blair, I'm just wondering once a budget is established, what actions can people take to get credit card debt back under control? Yeah, so the budget is really important because if you have debt, you need to understand why did that debt arise. And if we can point to, you know, a specific event, okay, good. But sometimes it's just there's an inappropriate budget. There's more expenses than income. And every month, the credit card debt is going up because of that. So it's imperative to understand the why about the debt and to get that budget established, as you mentioned, Elaine. But once that happens, there's a number of strategies that you can take to try to, to bring down that credit card balance. Some of them make a whole lot of sense that the balances are small and you can kind of do it yourself. Um, others, you definitely need some financial help. So starting on kind of the self-directed or do-it-yourself approach, a couple ways you come at it. So um, there's two main approaches if you're going to try to figure out, um, you know, which, which debt to pay off first. So typically the one that we generally recommend is you start off by making a list of all of your current debts and your balances and what the payments are due and how much the pay, sorry when the payments are due and how much they are and then you decide what makes sense to pay off first and the way you make that choice is generally and what we recommend is pay out the debt with the highest interest first so you're mitigating your accumulating interest charges so make all the minimum payments but then any extra money you have in your budget and hopefully there is some put all of that towards the card with the highest balance um, until that card is paid off and then move down the list. So start with your 29% card, then go to your 22, to your 19, um, so on and so forth. So that's generally your smartest financial way to come at credit card debt. Um, it can work if there's kind of small balances spread over a few cards. Um, sometimes it can be a little more psychologically motivating to actually try to pay off your smaller balances first. So even though they might not be your highest interest, just saying, okay, I had five credit cards three months ago. Now I've got three. I paid off two, even though they weren't your highest interest. There can be some momentum that you build that way. So the do-it-yourself approach just consists of, you know, really laying out on a sheet of paper, what are the terms, what are the interest rates, and trying to allocate as much of your payments as possible um, to save some money. And then what's important is if you start to bring that credit card down is not to let go back up. So you might want to take some steps like using a secured credit card instead of a regular credit card. This is where you put a deposit on the card and you can't spend more than the deposit, so you're never going to have a debt. If you miss a payment, you just use your deposit to pay the balance. So you're definitely not going to get in trouble there. Uh, you might want to have a cash-only spending rule for yourself or even certain days in the week. You know, I only need to use cash on these days, for example. Uh, you might want to talk with your creditors about lowering the interest rate. So if you've been a very reliable consumer, um, you could definitely call them and say, yeah, I'm trying to pay these debts down. I'd like you to help me as well. You can sometimes be surprised on what you might be able to access. Not in every situation, of course. I've had people say, you know, the bank um, thought that had, you know, three eyes when I called them and said I wanted an interest rate reduction. But for the most part, it's something that you can have a productive discussion with as long as you've been a reliable consumer. Um, and then I would generally recommend simplifying things. So if you had a bunch of accounts and you paid them off, you know, in general, to have a good credit rating, you need about two to three things reporting on your credit. You don't need five or seven. So if you have a bunch of accounts, I would say close off ones when you've paid them off and just keep the few accounts that you actually need. So for someone who doesn't have a huge credit card balance, that can be a good approach. But in a lot of cases, the credit card balance is so high that trying to make more than the minimum payments just isn't sustainable or possible. Right. And that's where a licensed insolvency trustee can really come to the rescue in terms of helping you figure out uh, the credit card debt and how to approach it. And let's just spend the last minute and a half or so talking about, about what, you, what you do as a licensed insolvency trustee. 
Exactly. So what I do is I meet with individuals when they come in, they've got a huge amount of credit card debt, and we look at all of their options. And often the best option they could pursue is a consumer proposal where they consolidate all of the debt, eliminate the interest, and pay back what they can afford. I've got one quick example to discuss here of a proposal we recently filed. So in this case, the individual had $40,000 in credit card and other debt, some payday loans, some installment lenders, so some really high interest stuff. Uh, and we were able to file a consumer proposal that reduced the debt down to 9600 so just under a quarter of the debt, and the person paid $200 a month over a 48-month period. So those interest charges that were killing them, they went to zero. That principal where they thought they'd have to pay back $40,000 in total, that principal was reduced down to under $10,000. So that's exactly what a consumer proposal can do. If you have the means to pay back the debt in full, well, of course, you, you should do so. But for a lot of people that I see, they don't have the means. They're just treading water, making interest-only payments. A proposal basically flips the script completely and gives you a plan to become debt-free. And I think it's so important just to remind folks, Blair, that only a licensed insolvency trustee has the ability uh, to deal with this at this level for folks. Yeah, I think there's two really important things. So only a trustee can help you with the proposal, and it costs nothing to meet with a trustee. It costs nothing to get a consumer proposal filed. And when I say this person had $40,000 in debt and paid back 9600 that's including every single fee. There's nothing additional the person is charged, so it's a really remarkable solution. So sans-trustee.com is the website. Their phone number is 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. Let's talk about the best way to consolidate debt. Understanding and comparing the different solutions and the cost for consolidating. Debt consolidation can offer lots of advantages. We talk about them often in our various segments, which all help to pay off your debt. But you need to find the consolidation option that's best for your situation. And that's what Blair's going to do. He's going to explain some common options for debt consolidation, their pros, their cons, and the costs involved. So what, how would debt consolidation be a solution to help me better deal with debt, Blair? I mean, is there, is there, is, is there a right answer to that? Well, you know, in general, there's some real advantages to try to consolidate your debt, and there's different ways that you can achieve debt consolidation. We're going to talk today about what people normally think about, you know, typical borrowing options for consolidating, but there's also non-borrowing options that people may not be aware of. But regardless of those options, the advantages to consolidating your debt typically are that you're organizing several different payments into one simple monthly payment. So you're simplifying your life a little bit, less things to keep track of. Uh, you're taking the guesswork out of calculating your monthly payment amount. So you've got a bunch of accounts, you know, you can try to pay the minimums or where do you put more money. If you've just got one consolidated account to deal with all of your debt, it's much more, again, simple. Um, what you can do with certain options for consolidating is cutting the cost of borrowing by reducing or eliminating the interest rate on the consolidated debt. So the idea of consolidation is that when you put everything together into a single payment, in total you're paying less interest charges than you would be paying if you continued to pay all the debts separately. Um, and then finally, you can get a really clear schedule. When you consolidate your debt, typically it's for a specified period of time, um, and you're going to pay that down to zero and hopefully move on and be debt-free at that point. Okay. So can you talk about the different types of debt consolidation that that's available in BC? And I love the fact that there's some non-borrowing ones as well. 
Yeah, so in terms of the borrowing options for debt consolidation, you know, there's a couple things to go through. And in terms of non-borrowing options, these are things that we can help with with Zans and Associates. We're going to talk about each of those things. Uh, in terms of borrowing options, you know, typically this is what most people anticipate when we talk about debt consolidation, is you take out a basic personal loan to pay off multiple balances, and you roll the debt into a new loan with a fixed payment schedule. So you might have had five credit cards at various interest rates. Now you've got a single loan at a lower interest rate, one payment per month or every two weeks or whatever, but it's simplified and it saved you a bit of money. Um, sometimes people use a line of credit as well to cover debts that you'll repay over time. Now, with a line of credit, it's often different that there's not a speci- specified term of when that's going to get paid down to zero. So sometimes, and especially if you're a homeowner, I've definitely seen this where people consolidate their debt, they have a homeowner's line of credit, and then all they do is pay interest on that over time. They don't actually draw down the principal. So if you do take an option for consolidation that, it, it, that involves borrowing, you want to make sure you've got some end date where you're not going to owe that balance anymore. Uh, some of the advantages of when you borrow to consolidate is that hopefully you're going to free up some room in your budget because the interest charge is going to be less than what you are otherwise paying. Um, and then again, hopefully you'll have that simplification. But some of the drawbacks to be aware of, and we talk about this uh, quite often, is a consolidation loan sounds great if you can get it. And the vast majority of individuals, unless you've got a major asset that you can pledge as collateral, unless you're willing to bring in a cosigner, which we almost always recommend against, it's not wise to cosign debt. In very, very few situations, it doesn't make sense. And I haven't seen many of those. So unless you're willing to pledge an asset or a cosigner, a lot of the times you won't be able to be approved for that consolidation loan. You know, in sometimes you'll be able to be approved, but the interest rate might not be a significant reduction or might be no reduction at all. So just be very careful that cost of borrowing absolutely matters, um, and it can make a big difference on how long you take the term out for. So if you were doing a loan for three years as opposed to five years, you know, let's give an example. If you were trying to consolidate total debt at 25000 and you had it on really high interest credit cards, you were able to bring it down uh, to 18%. Oh, sorry, if you were at 18% now uh, on $25,000 of debt, your monthly payments would be $630, and to pay off the debt over five years, you would have paid about 13 thousand dollars of interest for most consolidation loans you'd be aiming for an interest rate maybe in the range of 12 percent well in those cases if you paid it off over 60 months you'd be down to 555 dollars a month and you would only pay eight thousand four hundred dollars of interest so definitely saving some money Uh, but if you're able to pay it off in three years well your interest charge goes to four thousand nine hundred so it makes a big difference if you're able to pay off a consolidation loan early Uh, but again the bigger issue that we've seen is most people can't qualify for these types of loans, or often if they do qualify for them, it really takes financial discipline to stop using the credit cards that got you into this situation, because when you consolidate, those credit cards are now back to zero, and it can be really tempting to start to use them. And if you haven't fixed your budget, you can be in a situation where you've got this consolidation loan, and now you've also got these credit balances that are back up to where they were before. I just want to throw in the Sands and Associates uh, website, too, uh, just in case somebody is wanting more information or, or how to reach you as well. So it's sands-trustee.com and the phone number, 1-800-661-3030. And, and it has such good information on the website, too. Uh, and it further explains so many things because it is confusing, right, Blair? I mean, there's a lot of 
I don't know. I find whenever I get into trouble over something, it's usually because I, I don't understand all the pieces of it. And, and finances and things are so loaded for folks with, um, you know, with baggage and stuff that it's, it can be confusing and hard to get. Oh, absolutely. Anything dealing with finances, it can be emotionally wrought, and especially if you're talking about co-signers and, um, you know, letting people down that you can't pay back, you know, it can be very difficult to actually get some really clear guidance. That's why it's so important you deal with a licensed insolvency trustee. Yeah, so true, so true. So can we talk about the solutions for debt consolidation without borrowing? Yeah, there's a couple of options, and I know we're running a little tight on time, but a couple of things. You know, one is you could work with a credit counselor, and the way a credit counselor would work is they'd be able to typically freeze your interest so you wouldn't pay any new charges on your basic credit card debt. They couldn't help with taxes or student loans or anything like that. Um, but actually getting your interest down to zero, well, that can be sometimes all that a person needs. And the way a credit counseling plan is structured is by law, it can't extend any longer than five years. So the, the maximum time you'll be paying off a consolidated amount in a credit counseling plan is five years. But you have to be careful uh, because a credit counseling plan might not be your best option. You have to be aware of all the fees that are being charged. You have to be aware of the credit rating impact as well, because even though you're just getting an interest freeze on the debt, your credit rating is actually going to take the same hit than if you had gotten a significant reduction in the debt by working with a licensed insolvency trustee. So I definitely encourage people to explore all of their options, but really be alive to the fees that you might have to pay um, and to the fact that a credit counselor could only save you the interest. They couldn't actually reduce the amount of principal that you owe on the debt. So if you've got a little bit of a solution for folks to try to figure out their their next uh, their their next step on this, uh, I'm thinking about the rule of sixty. is is such a I love I love it when you talk about that. I just think it makes so much sense. Yeah, it's a pretty common sense way of just thinking, you know, well, do I have a debt problem or not? So if you were to take all of your non-mortgage debt, um, you know, your credit cards, lines of credit, student loans, and things like that, add it up into one and then divide it by 60 and see what that tells you. So if it's $24,000 of debt and you divided it by 60 months, well, that's $400. That's the idea. If interest charges were at zero and nothing else was on top of that, could you pay $400 a month for the next five years to clear this debt? A lot of people that do that analysis they say, well, no, I'm barely affording you know, to make ends meet. I'm going into debt every month. So that's a good indication that if you couldn't pay off your debt in 60 equal payments, you need the help of a licensed insolvency trustee. The consolidation offer that we can do is called a consumer proposal, um, and it's life-changing. So talking about this $25,000 debt, a consumer proposal, you might repay just 30 cents in the dollar, so somewhere around $7,500. Your monthly payment might be $125 a month uh, over 60 months. That would compared to, you know, 400 to 600 even $800, depending on the term and the interest rates, if you were to do a borrowing consolidation option. So almost always a consumer proposal will be your cheapest and quickest way to consolidate your debt. And how to access that would be sans-trustee.com or give them a phone call at 1-800-661-3030, toll-free in British Columbia. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.